Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 8 sees the Raiders return to GIO Stadium on Thursday night to take on the South City Rabbitohs. We'll preview that game this week along with our special guest, Corey Hadawida-Nida, who will join us live in the studio. We'll also have a look at the Round 7 loss to the Cowboys up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, and we'll talk about everything that's happening in and around the club this week. Joining me, as always, on the podcast, Tom Logan, John Croyder. Boys, uh, tough to come in after another loss, but here we are and let's talk some Raiders. Nah, never tough. Love the green machine. We've got to stick th- stick with the boys, but yeah, obviously a tough, tough loss, but um, you know, I, I think, you know, we're just around the corner here. We'll turn around soon. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a tough tough second half up there in uh, in Queensland, but you know, I think there's been plenty of signs of um, some positive things, so fingers crossed in uh, the short turnaround, hopefully it helps us. Yeah, we'll have a look at that game up there in North Queensland shortly, but first of all, it's time to go around the horn. Yeah, plenty of news happening uh, in and around the club this week. We'll start with some changes to the side for this weekend's game. Uh, and Jared Croker, uh, guys, has been ruled out for one to two weeks with a shoulder injury. It happened late in the game. You could see that he came out of the tackle. Uh, John, you were there. Um, he was obviously in a bit of discomfort um, following the game and um, he'll be missed for the next two weeks. Yeah, you could see it. I was um, just on the sideline as it happened and you could just see the um, discomfort that he was in. And he... He tried to keep going. Obviously, it was only a few minutes to the end and he got through. But, um, yeah, it did look like he was in some discomfort there. So, big loss. But, um, yeah, it was good that um, Bailey returns from his uh, HIA. He's, he's recovered from his um, concussion. So, that's really good. And um, Seb Chris, so versatile. He can go back to left centre where he started the season. Yeah, he gets an opportunity there back where he's mentioned started the season. He started really strong as well. Uh, we know that Seb's a very powerful ball runner and uh, I think he's probably better suited, Tom, in the centres to the wing. Obviously, he's uh, played most of his career at junior level and also in the lower grades um, as a centre. So, you know, that's probably where he plays his best football. Yeah, I think we're going to see probably a, uh, Seb Chris back to his best. You know, we saw how good he was uh, in the centres in the first opening first few rounds. So... Really looking forward to seeing him slot back into his natural position. The other big change this week, uh, Ricky Stewart's decided to give Josh Papali a rest uh, this weekend, obviously early in the season. Um, short turnaround, John, forward rotations. He's decided to to um, put the big fella um, out for the week and give him an opportunity to, to get um, back to his best recovery-wise. I think um, Papa might have ever mentioned in his interview earlier in the week that he just felt like he's um he, he's not quite there at the moment. He wants to make amends, and I, I'm sure a week off will probably help him. Yeah, definitely help. And um, who better to replace him than a fresh Joe Tarpane? So um, he comes straight onto the bench. He's going to provide a lot of impact. He'll be um he'll be fired up for this one. And I think he he was playing really good in the opening few weeks, and he just had that little injury, and then he struggled for a little bit of form after that. I think a week's rest is going to done him really well too. Yeah, another big uh, news item through the week was the SG ball side uh, through to the grand final. A really um, tight contest against Manly uh, last weekend up there. 
uh, in Sydney and they had to defend uh, pretty much the last 15 minutes. All they did was defend on the, off their own line. So they make it through to the grand final. Uh, Tommy, a really good crop of young players in that side. Uh, likes of Clay Webb, Trey Mooney, Caleb Ezra, who have all uh, trained uh, with the NRL team during the preseason and, and continue to do so. Yeah, it's a great sign and um, full credit to Ash Barnes and his side and giving full credit to the boys there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, it's great to see. It's, uh, it's really pr- uh, pleasing as a club and obviously we, we've we seen a lot of these guys obviously train throughout the majority of preseason and you know there, there's some serious talent in that side. That was a very nervy last five minutes. I was just watching it and just holding my breath. <laughs> and um, I think it was like a scrum with about a minute to go. And Manly looked like it was really good field position, about 10 metres out. And they shifted the ball left. And thankfully, they just dropped it cold. They dropped yeah. it cold. And um, look, it shows a lot. Shows a lot of guts. It shows that there's um, good players in, in our system. I thought uh, Xavier Savage was really good as well. Just, um, he's rapid, he's electric, isn't he? He's electric. He's rapid. So I was um, I was chatting to one of the coaching staff, and there was a try that he scored against the Bulldogs in the first week of finals. Yes. And I saw how rapid he was, and I was like, oh, that guy was pretty slow. Apparently the guy he outrun was the second fastest player in the comp. And he just made him look he did. He pedestrian. Made him look, yeah, so, yeah, exciting times in <laughs> the junior system. And we've seen over the years the clubs had a really strong record of bringing junior players through the system. So to make it through to another lower grade or junior grand final is, a, is an amazing achievement for the club. And uh, I think we played Illawarra in a final of the SG Ball back in 2005 and we beat them in that game. So let's hope it's an omen uh, against them this weekend. The Illawarra have done really well too. They finished sixth on the ladder and we're able to bump the, the top team out last weekend. So it's going to be a, quite a good contest. Yeah, it definitely will be. We um, played them early in the season. We got a fairly comfortable win, but it looks like um, they've definitely improved. So it's going to be a, going to be a really good match. Yep. Another one uh, happening on Saturday afternoon, Tom, which I think you're heading out to, is the New South Wales Cup game uh, happening out there at Raiders Belconnen off the back of the uh, Canberra Raiders Cup fixture. So plenty of rugby league happening uh, locally this weekend as well. Yeah, I'd be definitely, I mean, if I had nothing to do on my Saturday afternoon, I'd be definitely be getting down there, but um, it's going to be great. Uh, we've got a pretty strong New South Wales Cup side named, very experienced in the forward pack and obviously in the halves as well and also some really young, exciting outside backs to keep an eye out for. Yeah, Semi Williams back from that rib injury in that uh, match and also Semi Valame who missed a couple of games with a hamstring injury and he's one player that I think is, um, is really going to push for selection over the next few weeks if he can continue the form that he was in before that injury. Yeah, definitely. He's just so destructive, and he's. We saw what he was um, like last year. He was very raw, and he. But he had a really good mindset. If he'd made an error, he'd his head wouldn't drop. He'd just continue um, doing his job, and he'd make amends easily. I think over this preseason, he's become a little bit more powerful. Uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders still, and um, yeah, and that's a good thing about this club. Like, yes, we've gone through a bit of a rough patch in NRL, but there's good players there, and there's good uh, competition for places too. Cowboys 26, Raiders 24, Queensland Country Bank Stadium. John, you were there on the night uh, and at 24-6, uh, things were looking really good and, and you had that feeling that tonight was going to be the night that the Raiders turned the corner and, and went on with a really big victory. But unfortunately, uh, a try just before halftime and just after halftime let the Cowboys back into the contest. Yeah, it was a really good start. Um, we you could just see like, the energy... Especially in the kick chase, I feel like that's one area where you can watch and you can just see when, when that energy's there, um, I get a really good feeling of going, okay, we've, we're on here. 
And I think we did really well. And I, I, the hard thing is the second half, I don't know if we necessarily played played badly, but the, the Cowboys played very well. Like, they didn't make any errors in their completion. Um, they put a lot of pressure on us. And I, I think one thing that was really good from, from their point of view is that when we were putting that pressure on that on that kick on that last tackle in the second half, I noticed it a little bit. They'll they'll run the ball instead, and they'll shift the ball out wide. And um, fair play to them. Um, but you know, I think the signs are there that we can break this uh, losing losing streak. Valentine Holmes had his probably best game in two years. It just happened to be unlucky that it was against us, and uh, he probably was the the difference between the two sides on the night. Uh, what I like, though, is that the fact that, yeah, we, get, we came out with lots of energy. Uh, obviously, we, um, we wanted to make a statement. We scored those four tries in the first half, but uh, once again, we weren't able to, you know, capitalise on any opportunities in the second half, Tom, and in the end, we weren't able to, um, to score any points again in the second half, and, and that can um, probably be a, a bit of a concern that we need to address. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, I mean, there's definitely... Plenty of room for improvement, but I, I don't think you know there's any reason to hit the panic button just yet. Um, obviously, we things didn't go to plan for us in the second half, but I, I've got you know I think we can definitely turn around this weekend against the Rabbitohs. A couple of positives I thought that came out of that game was the return of the two Corys. I thought both were, were pretty strong. Corey mm. had a win tonight. He'll join us uh, on the podcast shortly. I thought um, his first game back uh, in the back row, in his preferred position, um, he was excellent. And I thought Corey Horsburgh made some good impact off the bench as well. Yeah, I think they were both great. I had um, Corey Hadawit tonight. It was probably one of the standouts for me. Um, just his energy in attack, but also very solid in defence as well. And, yeah, I, I think he had a really strong game. Corey, he's... Uh, Horsburgh. Sorry, I can't just say Corey, can I? Corey Horsburgh. Corey he's, H? <laughs> oh, yeah, Corey H. Um Big Red, he was fantastic as well, and we know what he can provide. He just adds something different to most forwards out there. Those, his offload is so dangerous. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, him as he gets more time in, in first grade, you know, coming back from that really um, difficult injury. I'm really looking forward to see how he um, slots into the side, gets that offload going. When he picks his moments with his offload, it's devastating. Yeah, he's a he's a very talented player, and he, like you said, he does add that something a little bit different to the side. So, uh, looking forward to see um, how he goes with a run at NRL level under his belt. Um, he said also um, at this week's media conference that um, you know he noticed a, an up tempo change to the way that games played. So, um, you know, it takes guys a couple of weeks to get themselves into a bit of rhythm, and uh, I think we'll still well and truly see the best of um, both of those guys as they prepare for the season ahead. Uh, stick around. We'll be back shortly with Corey Hadawita-Nida. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. <laughs> Joining us on Behind the Limelight this week is our special guest, Corey Hadawita-Nida. Did I get that right? Yeah. That's right. Did give us a little <laughs> bit of an explanation there. We, we had some changes to some names this year. We had Charles Nickel Klukstar and we've got Josh Papali'i. Um, that's how you say your name properly. Yeah, I've got... Oh, it's just a tongue twister. So obviously, when I first moved over here, I was real raw, and anyone that sort of just gave it a crack was I was sort of happy with. But now it's sort of, you know, everyone else is wanting to get their names pronounced. I thought I'd sort of jump on the back of it and and kind of respect my family and and um, mainly my grandparents and and then try and get it um, pronounced correctly on TV for them and make yeah. them a bit prouder. I guess hundred percent. Like I agree. I think it's a great thing. I think it's really good that the players are starting to to do that because. 
um, you know, cultural culture to Polynesian players in particular is a massive thing. And um, I saw Andrew Voss was really good at it the other night. Cooper Cronk absolutely minced it. I don't know if you saw the. <laughs> oh, r- no, I've, I watched the game over yet, but, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I watched. You it. don't want it. You, yeah, he, he had an absolute shocker trying to get it out. But no, no it's really good. I, I think it's a good thing. So, um, well done to the, the commentators and stuff for getting on board with that one. Yeah, and your your grandparents watched the game. Your first time um, playing first grade since the changed. Well, the correct pronunciation of your last name. Yeah, I haven't caught up with them yet. Um, I called all my pop this weekend, and I think he'd be happy with it. Um, when I first moved over, it was just Hadawira, which is Dad's side, um, but he was pretty adamant on trying to get like Mum's side, which is his last name on my name as well. So I think he'd be pretty proud of I think both of them being pronounced correctly. First opportunity for you um, in first grade this year, last weekend. Uh, how'd you go? Obviously, you got to start the game um, and and play on the edge. Is that is that your preferred position? Do you, do you like the edge, the middle? Does it does it matter to you? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm just used to it. I think when you sort of come through the grades and, and the position, you kind of I wouldn't say comfortable, but you kind of know the processes and sort of know how 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 the game runs from that position. I, I got chucked in the middle last year, obviously, because you still had Batty and Smell mm. in the back row. So um, I come over and I was just happy to play anywhere, really, to be honest. But, yeah, I, find, I kind of found uh, a few some of those games that I just wasn't, I guess, conditioned to, to being a middle. Yep. It's, it's, it's hard work, oh, man. man. And, like, 80 minutes on the edge does not compare to, like, even just 40 minutes in the middle. Like, your legs go so easily in the middle because you just, you're just non-stop and... You're you're like the glue when it comes to defence when you're in the middle. So if you're not working, it, like the, they just get found out. And I know how that works because I'm on, normally on the edge. So I have a lot of respect, a lot more respect for the middles boys for the for the jobs they do now. We're chatting to Sia a couple of weeks ago, and he said he definitely prefers middle to the edge because you got less room for error. So I think there's a bit of respect both ways going on there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think obviously back row you, you normally play 80 minutes, which yep. is. You've got to kind of pick and choose when to use your energy, whether it's in the middle, you kind of know you're going to probably play 20 to 40 minutes in one stint, so you can kind of just go willy-nilly and, and just, yeah, front-load your energy because you know you're going to get a spell eventually. How do you pick those moments? Um, I guess it's a hard one. Obviously, it's a like footy is a game of momentum, so when, I guess, you're on the back foot and and I guess you, I don't know, it's, it's a real hard one. It's a kind of in the moment and it's, a, it's a more of a feel of how the game's going. And how you you want to use your own energy. Sometimes it's like a kick pressure where they could kind of, you know, you can put enough pressure on, they kick it out on the floor and you get the ball back in good field position. Stuff like that where it's, yeah, like you're normally gassed when you're doing most of these efforts and, and using your energy. So it's a hard one to sort of pinpoint when and like the perfect time. I don't think there is a perfect time, but it's kind of just when you're kind of caught upon for the team and, and what the team needs at the time is when you use it. And sometimes, yeah, it's a lot, a lot in, the, in one game. You're kind of caught in that... And that spot where the team needs you a lot to, to kick pressure, to, to hunt from the inside, which is um, quite massive in, in defensive principles in games these days. 24-6 in that game on the weekend, and you must have thought, geez, how good's this being back in, in first grade? And things were flying along, and then obviously the, the team, um, you know, conceded a try just before and just after half time. And you, you, momentum is such a massive thing in this um, new game with these new rule changes. Did you? Could you feel a shift in that momentum? Oh, it was a bit hard because that try before half time. I think there was an error. I think we made an error, and then they obviously had that scrum on our line. And that whole defensive set, I don't think they kind of troubled us, but it was just that, that kick. he got that mm. kick through the line, and obviously it just sort of set up for um, their back row to score. But 
it wasn't, I don't know, it was hard on that try for me. It, was, it wasn't an effort thing. It was just sort of, like, we won most of those tackles and I think that's what kind of crushed us um, when he scored and, and by on the, the post was, like, we all worked hard to, because yeah. we knew it was only one set we had to defend and when they scored, it kind of did burst. But we went into half time. we spoke to Stick and everyone was still pretty upbeat, but same thing after the second half. We had a good defensive set and then they ended up getting a repeat set off um, inside past to Val Holmes when he went through and sort of grubbed it into the goal and... And, that, and even then, I think I, I, it wasn't a like a mutual feeling, but we were just like, "What happened?" Like mm. we're trying so hard and yep. everything. Like we're not getting bounced to the ball. We're, there was a few. I'm not going to call out like calls, but there was yep. a few calls that kind of could have went our way, but went the other. Yep. And I think that kind of yeah, kind of hurt us. A You've little been bit. in and around first grade systems for quite a while now. Do you do you feel that sometimes when the results aren't going your way, that you can overplay your hand a little bit? Because I, I feel sometimes that the guys out there at the moment, there you can see the efforts there, but they're just not executing because there's probably that little bit of pressure of, you know, they're so maybe a little bit worried about the result that they need to try and just rein it back in a bit. Is, yeah. it, is it a balance there? What is it? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Um, like obviously, we all want to win, and, and, yep. and that's not never going to change. But uh, I think in the second half, I think... We didn't get much possession, so when we did get the ball, I feel like we're trying to, yeah, obviously search for points and, and try and get back in the lead. Even though we were in the lead for most of that half, they kind of got us on the back end, but it kind of felt like once we got the ball, we wanted to kind of just do something and sort of start building a bit of pressure. And um, you know, We did make a lot of errors in the back uh, in the second half of the game as well, which gave them all their possession. So, um, yeah, I think once we got the ball back, we were just... We're used to having it, I guess, in the yeah. second half. So we're just trying to score off it, and, and yep. it kind of crumbled from there a little bit. Yeah, it was like it's obviously been a tough few weeks in terms of results and everything like that. But I guess you must take a bit of positive, knowing that it's not even though you're trying to put in like an eighty-minute performance. Like you've gotten like that first half over the last couple of weeks have been it's been really good. So you guys aren't too far away yeah. from from breaking through. Yeah, and like we like we know we have good players here, and we've got good systems, and it's. It's just not falling for us at the moment, but it's not going to be a, a lack of trying. And I know the boys are, are really up for this game this week. And obviously, it's a shorter, uh, obviously it's a shorter turnaround. And um, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes you know you can get away from footy. Obviously, we've got a day off today, so a few of the boys will be getting away and just relaxing. A few boys will go for a swing of golf and just sort of relax. And then we come in and tomorrow get ready, captains run, and then roll into Thursday. But yeah, it's 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 a hard one. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's not going to be a lack of trying and. And we know we're not that far away. Like our first half in the weekend, some of that was some of the best footy we've played all season, and and the way we defended and and the way we sort of turned up for each other. But yeah, it was just we're not defending our our try line as well as we have in the past and in the last few years. The club's been really really known for for turning teams away, repeat like after set after set after set, and that's something we just got to kind of get back to. And, and it's not yeah, it's only little things we need yeah, to change. You're right. It doesn't take much to change. I mean, you look at the the way some other teams are going, the Cowboys in particular, Manly, they yeah. were you know, they both started like the their season 0 and four and they've yeah. all won their last three games. So yeah. it doesn't doesn't take much to, to change things around. It bounces the ball one way and you get a win and all of a sudden you're rolling again. Yeah, well we, like I said, we've we all believe in each other. We're all we we've got some good players in our in our yeah, team and that's not going to change. Um yep. But yeah, I think we once we sort of start getting a bit of momentum and and creating our own luck is probably the best way to put it, is by working hard for each other and and not letting that sort of momentum shift the other way and, and trying to hold on to it. South come down here Thursday night, as you mentioned, a short turnaround for us. Um, you know, could be a good thing, you know, as you mentioned, not having to think about footy 
for seven eight days after a, a tough loss is a good thing. So um, where do we where do we need to be at our best to beat South Sydney? Because they've got so many wonderful attacking players. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell's not there, but they've still got you know likes of Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker, you know Benji. Alex Johnson, Benji Marshall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take your pick. They've got plenty of plenty of strike. Yeah, big. Big old bags. Benjamin Marshall's been playing <laughs> played pretty well last week, and obviously he's going to be on our edge this week. And and that was that's where they scored most of their points last week, which is going to be a really good test for us on the right edge. But I, I know we're up for it. Um, they're a good team. Like it's it's they've got good systems. They've got a good coach, um, and you think they'd kind of take a step back after losing Latrell last week, but they mm-hmm. look like they got a little bit better to be honest. So um, it's the kind of game we need, I think, because it is a sort of a top. They're, they're probably top four in the you know, form side at the moment. So um, coming off the game on the weekend, I think it's going to be a good you know, good test for us this week. I think um, you talk about the, the right edge for us, but also on, on the left you've got Jordan Raffiner, who's just been um, – I thought he was fantastic on the weekend. His carries um, out of our own end, pretty crucial, especially when um, you know, it, we are struggling to get that momentum if um, you know, there's a bit of pressure on us in that. Yeah, no, I, I think Raps has played probably played – been one of our best players in the last few games, even though obviously we lost a few. But I thought his effort and you know, the amount of carries he takes, you know, sometimes it's two or three carries in a set as well, and he's just willing to always put his hand up. And you could tell the back end of the half and the second half, he, his legs were just cooked from, you know, the amount of work he was getting through. And um, it doesn't matter what he does. He he's probably doesn't have the best diet going around, but he still turns <laughs> up on game day. And, and um, He's the yeah, absolute anti-athlete, well. <laughs> Jordan Ruffin. But he does. He turns up and he, he rips in every week. You're definitely not going to lack of effort nah. from him. That's a good. That's the one thing. For me, the big the big matchup this week, um, you know, uh, outside of the forwards, because you know that's probably one one place where we need to be better is through that middle part of the field. But outside of that, you look at um, two indigenous superstars of the game, Jack White and Cody Walker. Um, I mean, for people watching the game. That's an exciting matchup, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I think Lakers is looking forward to sort of you know playing against his old mate in the Indigenous um, community. So um, you know Walker's been playing well this week, and obviously he played fullback last week. But I still yep. thought he played pretty well. Um, he's a pretty proud player, you know. He, he loves a little bit of niggle and that, and I think that might be something that you know could work in our favour is to get us a bit fired up and get us real keen for the game. If there was anything to happen during the game, <laughs> it'd probably be a good thing for us more than them. But um, yeah, no, I think they're both. You know, in consideration for you know blues and stuff as well. So, yep. I think it's a it's going to be a good game. Obviously, what about you, mate? Do you harbour ambitions to pull on the the New Zealand jersey again? Yeah, obviously. But like, I've I've only just had my first game back in first grade, mm-hmm. and my my sole focus right now was to, to find some form and and help the team. Obviously, like we've been talking about, we're in a bit of a what to say slump, but we've lost a few games on the trot and. We've got a good team here. My yeah, my sole purpose here right now is just to you know get back on the horse and, and start winning some games. And um, you know we all we all want to play finals footy. I know it's far you know it's far away now, but you know we've got to sort of turn if we want to turn the season around now, we've got to do it now. So it's important for you too, I suppose, because um, you know you've you've come here uh, midway through the season last year. Um, you you know were thrown into a, a side that was going really well at the time. You played in that finals campaign and. And obviously, you missed the first few games uh, of the season, so you, you've got a bit of a um, an axe to grind, I suppose, and get back out there and and perform well. Yeah, I feel like I do owe my um, teammates after my sort of off season stuff that's happened, and uh, I'm still kind of dirty on myself for sort of letting it happen and and not being out there with the boys earlier on the season where I should have been. But 
yeah, I can only do what I can now, and, and that's to you know contribute to us, you know, starting to win some games and, and get get back on the on the horse. One last question from me: um, <laughs> You've got a couple of younger housemates. <laughs> are you cooking for them, or you've got got them into routine? You got um, oh. Harry and um, Hopper. No, I had so early on. I you know guns blazing was cooking every night. <laughs> now it's now it's just we we got Mondays nachos, which is. <laughs> There's no healthy food. <laughs> Tuesdays we normally go to Rache's and get a pasta pizza. Nice. Um, and every other week it's pretty much Uber Eats. So it's just kind of gone downhill <laughs> from there. Let's hope Travis Ronaldson, the <laughs> club nutritionist slash uh, weights coach, isn't listening to that. Well, the boys, look, I, threw, um, I, I remember when Harry first moved in. and he thought Nutrigrains was good for him when he was having it for breakfast, lunch and tea. So I threw him under the bus, told Travi, and now he's got full... You know, cooking classes for the boys. <laughs> that. So, the rest of the boys could thank me for that, actually. All right, podcast prediction time. This is the part of the show where we get uh, your opinion on something that might happen in the game this weekend. Uh, the leaderboard, not looking very healthy at the moment. Uh, I'm on one and a half points, as are the players who you'll be representing this week, and Tom and John just on half a point. Give me something that you think might happen in the game this weekend. So I might score a try, something a bit of magic. Give me something that you think is going to happen. I might have to throw myself under the bus and say I'll be going for 10 in the bin. No, I'm <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, um, that's a tough one, eh? Um, probably back probably back leagues to get a try this weekend, I yep. reckon. Yeah, I think he's due. Um, get his, hopefully get his running game back and, and start finding on some points, yeah. I think... Yeah. For me, I think rap has been unreal. I'm going to try and get my first point of the season here. Tommy got our half point, so I've been useless. Um, I'm going to go for 200 running metres and a try. And a try. He, we, he won't lack for effort on the run metres. He's been pretty big the last couple of weeks. So, yep, I'm going to go for Caleb Aikens as the score a try this weekend. I think he's um, he's just trying to find his feet at the moment. and He's, he's done a pretty good job up until this point. So... I hope he, um, hope he gets over the line this weekend. Corey, uh, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you on and all the best of luck. Thursday night footy against the Rabbitohs. Beautiful. Thanks for having me, man. Cheers. There he is, Corey Hadawid-Anida, joining us this week on Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>